The first time I ever remember hearing of Antichrist was a group of church women, a small group, three or four, were talking about the Antichrist. And I said, what does that mean? I don't think I'd ever heard of it before. One woman explained it was going to be someone at the end time who entered through the governments of men and brought great destruction. She said something like, I think the Antichrist was Henry Kissinger. And I said, well, it looks like they would have thought Hitler was the Antichrist. She said, no, because Antichrist comes speaking peace. I thought, well, Hitler came speaking peace, but I didn't argue with her. I was a new Christian and really didn't know much of anything. Later, I was reading the book War and Peace, Leo Tolstoy, about Napoleon attacking Russia in the early 1800s. He said the Russian people at that time thought Napoleon was the Antichrist. I suppose the churches have taught that Antichrist comes through the governments of men. I remember my favorite aunt saying she thought Antichrist was the Pope and the Catholic Church. She really wasn't far off in what she said. Later, God showed me a scripture in 1 John chapter 2. And this shows us that Antichrist was working in the church even at the time of the Apostle John. 1 John 2, 18 Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know it is the last time. He is showing us in the Bible that Antichrist comes through the churches in the form of many humans. And John also shows us in 1 John chapter 4 that Antichrist is a spirit that works in many men and it works through the churches. In Acts chapter 20, the Apostle Paul was speaking to the elders of the church at Ephesus, and he told them that he knew they would see his face no more after he left. And he said something very interesting about perversion coming through the churches in verses 29 and 30. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. 
also of your own selves. And he's speaking to the elders of the church at Ephesus. Verse 30, also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves. And Paul speaks of the apostasy that is going to come through the churches in the end times. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, Paul says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. In 1982, I was reading this section of scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 about the falling away that was going to come. And God spoke to me while I was reading it and said, The falling away are not people leaving the churches, but the falling away are the churches leaving the scripture. So many times I've heard Longtime church members say, things are so watered down today at church. They're different from the way they used to be. That, in fact, is the end-time apostasy that would come through the churches where churches quit preaching certain scriptures in order to please men. And they fell away from scripture. This is rampant today in the churches, both Protestant and Catholic, all over the world today. Another gospel is being taught whereby sin is not often spoken of in the church groups. Instead, a gospel of God loves you and wants you to be happy is being taught, and various types of sin are being approved by the churches themselves. For example, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, Jesus said, The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, I've never heard that taught at any church. In 40-some-odd years of going to church, I've never heard that taught. And yet that's a very important concept. Jesus said, The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Reading it from the King James Version. Matthew 5 Verse 32, Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, 
saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. Jesus is saying, if she goes out and remarries, you will be the cause of her adultery if she has been a faithful wife. She will commit adultery, but you will be the cause of it if you divorce a faithful wife. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. Matthew 5, 32. I've never heard this taught in any church that I've ever attended. They have changed the doctrines of the New Testament Bible in many cases in order to approve men and women who have committed sin. We had a woman in our church group, she's still in our church group, but she was raised Baptist and she married and had two children and she and her husband divorced. She met another man that she wanted to marry. She went to a pastor and asked him if she, as a divorced woman, would be permitted to remarry. The pastor said to her, Well, I see nothing wrong with that. My sister is divorced and remarried. Later, this woman was born again, and she began to read the Bible. And when she read the Bible, she said, The scriptures tell me that I committed adultery as marrying after I had been divorced. And she was really upset with that pastor. We all have Bibles, and we are each responsible for what we do, especially when we have a church background and have attended church and been a member of churches. We have a responsibility to check what we are doing by the New Testament Bible. So if you want to know about divorce remarriage, look up all the scriptures in the New Testament Bible. If you want to know about homosexuals and lesbians, look in the Bible. It's not what we say, it is what God says that we live by. In Romans chapter 1, verse 26, we read, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. 
Romans chapter 1, verse 26, it says, God turned them over to vile affections concerning homosexuals and lesbians. That's not my opinion. That's what God says in the Holy Bible. Churches fell away from these scriptures. And today, many churches approve things which are against the word of God as written in the New Testament Bible. This is the apostasy of the end times. We see it over and over if we know Bible and visit a church group. You often hear things at that church group that are not according to the instructions given in the New Testament Bible. One Jewish woman who was now a Christian told us, oh, we have our own doctrine that we go by. And I just said, what do you mean you have your own doctrine? There is only one doctrine for the New Testament church, and that is presented for us in the New Testament Bible so that we can correct ourselves. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16-17 All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable to us for reproof, for correction, for instruction that we might be truly furnished unto all good works. There is one doctrine, and it is the New Testament Bible. That's what we go by if we are a Christian. But that's not what I'm hearing when I visit churches. I very often hear pastors change the doctrine, they approve divorce and remarriage, they are approving marriage when a man wants to marry a divorced woman. These are all things opposite to the New Testament Bible. Therefore, these are statements of Antichrist appearing today in many churches throughout the world. This is indeed the end-time apostasy in the church. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.